Um, my name is Cyrus Simon. I am 15, turning 16 June 30th. Luckily, you know, a couple days. Um, and I go to Sydney Polytechnic. High Where are you from? Um, I'm from home. Oh, I'm from Brooklyn, New York. So if you could just read your six word memoir and then explain what was the story behind it. Uh, I said, um, blinded by all the blue lights. Um, well, during COVID, a lot, we, we were in front of computers a lot, which was very blinding and irritating. But me personally, I, I was on the computer and watching TV because you know it's COVID. So most of the, I spent most of my hours on the computer and you know I, I remember I said blind about all the blue lights because you know blue lights they irritate your eyes if you're really close and I was always really close so I was just always scratching my eye and I feel like that explained my freshman year. This year has been incredible for a lot of students being back to socialize as well but how does it even feel that you're in a book that everyone sees and telling your story about your journey during the pandemic. Um, this is awesome. I've never been in the book and I would never thought I would have been in the book, especially in high school, right? And I guess it's just cool seeing me and also a couple of my classmates, you know, telling about how uh, freshman year and especially during COVID was for them. So would you recommend for students or anyone to tell their story through six words? Um, of course. I think, honestly, I think you should just think of the first thing that comes to you. Remember at first I was overthinking it. I was like, geez. But then I'm like, I'm overthinking this in front of a computer, which I've been, even when we, even when we came back, we were still on computers. I'm like, I'm blind about all this blue light. Right? And I'm like, yo, that's six words. That was one of my students who created a six word memoir. And yes, you do have to tell your story in six words. So where would this impossible idea come from? Well, Larry Smith. He is the founder of Six Word Memoirs and has published numerous books around various themes, allowing people to tell their stories in six words. About two years ago, he released the book, A Terrible Horrible, no Good Year, hundreds of stories on the pandemic by teachers, students, and parents as a way to showcase the struggles of online learning during the pandemic. So how did Larry Smith manage to get educators, parents, and students from around the country and the world to talk about one of the most challenging years in education? Let's find out. I'm Miss Mack, and this is Hall Pass Break. Welcome back, um, because you were one of my first, first guests. In fact, you were my first guest for the show. And Great to be back. Yay! So if you just introduce yourself. Yeah, I am uh, Larry Smith, um, and uh, I am the creator of the Six Word Memoir Project, 
uh, a simple way for anyone and everyone to describe their life in six words and try to get to the essence of who they are, what matters most, and I think above all, how they want to how they want to present themselves to the world, defining themselves, their own agency, their story, not anyone else's, not your parents, not your teachers, not your bosses, your partners, but you know your story better than anybody else. And that over the years is what really what the Six Word Memoir Project has meant to me and other people. Yeah, and I think about when you first came to my classroom a bajillion years ago, um, yeah. you mentioned how this came from Ernest Hemingway's legend about creating a six word story. And then yeah. even the idea of your grandfather and creating it around this labor of love because he loved to tell stories. And I'm just wondering in terms of how you are able to get people to tell their stories and um, in six words, especially for people who are not familiar with your work. Well, you know, and, and, and the Hemingway sort of origin story and my grandfather, they both are really part of that story, as you said. So, well, the Hemingway thing is that there's a legend that Ernest Hemingway was once challenged to write a whole novel in just six words. As the story goes, he wrote for sale, baby shoes never worn. Now, probably as a literary legend, I've tried to source it and you know, no one really knows, probably a legend. But if you put, and I know you know this, if you put those six words on a whiteboard in a classroom, and I've done this with third graders, high school kids, and and you ask them to tell the backstory behind that story, they'll go on for hours. It's unbelievable. You know, I mean, one kid, this was young, like fourth, fifth grader said, maybe the author that, you know, who most of them don't know who Hemingway is unless they're older, um, maybe they, they just grew up too fast. They didn't have a child that was like, whoa, that's heavy. Um, and so the origin story of, well, why are we telling six word stories? It's good to have one, even if it's a legend, it's, it's a grounding. And the number six is kind of a balanced, nice, sort of frankly, magical number. And so, you know, in terms of that, that has been a, a trick or a tool that I've used to get people started telling stories. And my own storytelling idol was my grandfather, who everyone called Smitty. Uh, my last name is Smith. And he was Morris Smith. Uh, came over from Russia in 1914 as a four-year-old boy with his family escaping the war, as coming to America for a better life, as immigrants, uh, you know, have always done, and luckily will continue to be able to do a little, little more easily. And so he uh, eventually uh, worked his way through pharmacy school and uh, worked at a pharmacy, then owned a pharmacy with his brothers. It was called Smith Brothers. And as a kid, we lived in a town away from him. As a kid, going to that pharmacy and seeing him just talk to everyone, he stood all day in his feet, like six, six, seven days a week uh, behind a counter. And like a, a local pharmacist that maybe you don't know so much in the age of, you know, chains and things, but he knew his, his customers, not just their, their prescriptions, but their, their families, you know, how's Billy, you know, and that relationship was just came natural to him. It's also good for business, right? To actually care. And I just saw the power of storytelling. I probably didn't understand what was happening as a kid, but as I got older and went into journalism, and I would uh, ask my, my grandfather to tell me the story of his life. This great storyteller, this guy who loved to ask stories and share stories said to me something that was life-changing for me. He said, Larry, my story, who would be interested in that? Because he thought he was too regular, that he's a regular person. How could he have a story that's worth you know, sharing? But of course we know everyone has a story, thus my t-shirt. And my trick, Condra, is to ask. 
I, I remember to ask people because often we forget to ask and, and I forgot to ask my grandfather in a funny way. I didn't really know his own story until I asked him in my 20s. And um, I say that to, to, to students all the time. Listen, you say you don't know your family story. Hey, man, I didn't either. You know, so ask that story. And what's a good way to ask? Here's a bad way to ask someone their story on a date around the dinner table. Hey, what's your story? Tell me your story. It's a horrible question. We're all blank slates. What? Blank page? Tell me your story. But if we say, look, okay, can you tell the story of your life in just six words? Right? Let's just start there. Okay. Now we've made it a little bit of a game. As teachers know, you can gamify lessons. That's fun. And now we've made it like a little easier, harder and easier, right? Because six words is easy. You just get any six words out. Hard to do it well. But mostly by putting six words out, on a piece of paper, on a computer screen, to a friend, to a date, whatever it is, a job interview, you start the process. You start telling the stories. And as we know, I'm the worst at it. Once you start talking, you will continue to talk. Now, the trick, for it's tricky for all of us, is when people tell you their story to actually listen, to be present. You know, Think about people like Martin Luther King, Obama, Bill Clinton. They're there, you know? Um, these, they have something special, but most part of what gives them their charisma and their power is they're right there in there with you, you know? And so I think that like, just as regular people who aren't presidents or rock stars, um, when we can be there with people, that's the greatest gift you can give them, to ask them about themselves and to listen, and then that goes back and forth. And I think that's, you know, that's what, you know, storytelling and community, that's what makes me so excited about those two things because if we can tell each other stories we'll come together as a community we'll know each other better and uh and that's only good for the world my name is jared aguilar i'm from city poly i'm a sophomore i'm from honduras so my quote is it was hard but not impossible because it was actually kind of hard to use that, those websites about Google Classroom and try to like um, submit the assignments, but it was not impossible if you actually encourage yourself to learn, you were actually able to do it. I'm thinking back when I last saw you in person was at the Tenant Museum in 2017 when you were oh, yeah, just that was, that, was great. that was so great and I I really appreciate coming there because you were releasing six words fresh off the boat stories of immigration identity and coming to America through the ABC series fresh off the boat and one of my students actually he had his quote in there if Beyonce says it do it. And Kevin, I know I show that I have a picture of him. Oh, you do? People go nuts. They love Kevin's six word memoir. They love everything about it. But I'm just thinking, what type of feedback? It's been a while since I've, you know, got to had a chance to talk to you. How's it been since you released the book? And what do people think? Well, you know, that book um, and the Tenant Museum was, was uh, my favorite kind of event, which is we started with a number of contributors from the book, or we don't have to have a book to do an event a topic and in what we do at the, the events as you saw is we have storytellers from the book start with their six words almost like a headline and projected behind them if we were able to project it but i'll do shows in alleys houseboats living rooms whatever you know any, anywhere people gather we can tell stories and then they tell the backstory in about you know five to ten minutes and that night we had a uh, daughter of a holocaust survivors her parents met both escaping the holocaust we had uh uh, a man who ran uh, uh, 
uh, a Latin American immigration organization. We had, uh, and we had Sarah Burashed, who uh, was our closer at the age of 18. And Sarah, her sixth word memoir, um, which you may recall, is Escaped War, War Never Escaped Me. And uh, she shared that sixth word memoir in a teen workshop I had done in Ohio a few years before. And it stayed with me. I didn't really know her story back then, but I ran into her later and I said, you know, tell me more about that. Long story, a little bit longer, but long story shorter, those six words became a 70 minute one woman show, uh, which you may not know that, but um, she did about 10 minutes of that backstory at the Tenement Museum and, you know, brought the house down. And after that show, we sat and had her first New York slice of pizza with her mom. And I said to Sarah, think you can do an hour? because I've always wanted to to take someone's story and go from just 10 minutes, you know, done a lot of that, but to turn a story into a whole one woman show or one person show. And and she did. And uh, we worked really hard and we did about 20 shows, but 14 in Ohio and six in other places. And um, we had then it ended with the pandemic uh, because you need you need people to gather. Uh, Our last show was like March 1st in Philadelphia. And, you know, then March, you know, a week, couple weeks later, the world shut down. But but, you know, that's the power of storytelling. Sarah is a natural storyteller. She, she has three languages. English is like her third language and she's a poet. But I asked her to tell me about her life. She responded. We worked together and suddenly she's at the Tenement Museum and then in other places telling her story. Before I could ask questions about Larry Smith's book for educators, he had a bit of a surprise for me. And, um, you know, a lot of classrooms uh, taught and used as a jumping off point. And that's, you know, for me, the beauty of six word memoirs. I never expected it to be such a, a, a powerful and, and, and enjoyed teacher's tool. Uh, but as I saw teachers using six word memoirs in the classroom, I was like, oh, this is amazing. I started creating teacher's guides for them, free guides. And, and our new book, if you don't mind if I hype it, and you're in the book, as you know, yeah. is all by students and teachers and parents, which is a terrible, horrible, no good year. Oh, uh, like Marvin's terrible, story. horrible day. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we played off that because, you know, everybody knows it. And um, on the spine, there's a fist pump of two people fist pumping, very pandemic-like. And we have a really wonderful co- contributor here uh-huh. called you. And listeners, Miss Mac has written, uh, we have a select number of backstories where um, people start with their six words and then share the backstory. And these backstories are all by teachers, including yours truly. Uh, on our podcast, and um, it's called Hardest Things Today Won't Be Tomorrow. And it's a wonderful backstory about your challenges during the pandemic, how you brought in uh, guest lecturers with open world to your students in ways you hadn't thought of. And what I hope people get from this book is that they see stories they can relate to in the pandemic, and especially educators, they see what other educators who just, you know, as you know, still have it so hard and so tough for the students and the parents um, but the hardest, the hardest work is happening in these schools uh, around education with, with teachers, all you've gone through, and that they will take something new and maybe bring it to their classroom. So I am very grateful for your words. And we have some of your students. It's very hard to see on the Zoom, but we have your students' <laughs> memoirs next to yours. Uh, and it's a thrill to have you in this book. I'm so grateful to be a part of it. And I think about the intimacy that you create when it comes to these stories. How do you do that? Well, that's a good question. 
I mean, first and foremost, I love, there's nothing I like more than a room full of people telling stories, right? I mean, whether it's on a deck or a porch or a classroom or a museum or, you know, a theater, right? I just find that storytelling audiences, first of all, they're just cheering for you. It's not like comedy where they, you know, uh, you know, they're drinking too much and they're going to, you know, they'll heckle you. I mean, but they're just kind of like, they're rooting for you because first of all, we're not having these, I mean, Sarah's story coming from uh, Syria to Ohio uh, is, a, is a wild story, but in the end, it's still about a family's journey. We all have a family journey story. So good storytelling is very personal and intimate and your specific story, but has a universal thread. And get some people in a room telling those stories and give them time limits and coach them a little bit. And so you create a, a little bit of curation, but not so curated that it feels like it's a formula. Put them in a good room with decent lighting and maybe you have drinks, maybe you don't. And it just works. Um, and it's also important that you leave time, obviously, for questions, but leave time so people can talk to each other just, you know, in the room. You know, you often you go to a concert or a play and you get rushed out, you know, but the time that space to like allow people to digest it and maybe just talk to each other person next to them or someone like, you know, like in the lobby. I think a lot of amazing things happen there. I and mean, we do a whole story show from the lobby, you know, stories that come out of those. So I don't know. I think it's just, you know, creating the right feeling, you know, so much about the feeling. And for people who are not aware of the six word memoir, do you recommend it to students or other um, kids around the country if this is something that they can do? Yeah, I would recommend the book. I feel like if you get a chance to read it, you will probably find a similar situation when you felt stuck or something. So I will definitely recommend it. And how about writing your own six word memoir? Do you think that kids should write their own six words and actually do this on their own? Um, yep, I believe yeah, they should share their experience and this community for this book growing so that everyone can hear what happened to our community during COVID and the pandemic. Let's, let's talk about this book that you have for, the, for teachers because the one thing I appreciate is that your dedication to education, especially because you create teacher guides that are free and accessible. And you decided this year during the pandemic to focus on education and get teacher voices and student voices. And I really appreciate that, especially because I'm included too, plug in. Yeah. But talk about this book um, and how, you know, why was this something that was important to do? And what do you hope people who are not in education or who are in education will take away when they actually read it? Well, for me, you know, it's like March, 2020, getting into April, and you, nobody knew what to do, right, in general. Like, if you weren't, like, a, a, an EMT or a, or a nurse or an Amazon worker, right? Like, you're just like, what is my place in the world? I want to do something, help out, what can I do? You know, maybe help an old neighbor, whatever. But you're trying, and, and I'm like, well, I don't know how to sew a mask or or, 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 or or help a sick person, really. But I do know how to make a teacher's guide. And my gut was that, um, whether Zoom or, you know, hopefully at some point back in school, obviously we know teachers are going to want to talk about the pandemic and kids are going to want to try to make sense of this. And um, 
as we know, often kids kids aren't asked for their opinion, especially when school was just a mess with you know the first you know bunch of months on Zoom. I mean, and um, and you know my kid was in fourth grade, now fifth, so I you know I had my front row seat and like just you know I felt bad for everybody, <laughs> including myself. But um, so we made this I made this teacher's guide pretty quickly, um, and you know I know not to make them too long because you've got to be able to like, browse it and then teach it the next day. You guys are very busy people, teachers. And it was downloaded, you know, they're all free. It was downloaded more times in six months than the previous five teachers guide combined. You know, it was a, it was a, it, it hit the right nerve and, and, you know, and so then teachers, of course, send me, oh, here's what we did. And I do blog posts about what happens, different classrooms, different approaches to it. And I just thought there were, I really did want to do a book of pandemic stories. And obviously on sixwordmemoirs.com, people just start doing, you know, when you're talking about your life, everything's about the pandemic for such a long time. Well, I could do a general book of six word memoirs and that wouldn't have been hard, but I just thought, why not go with the education lane? Because first of all, as you said, um, the education is such an important part of the work of six word memoirs. Never knew when I started this almost 15 years ago, that's what would happen. My teachers just, I didn't think of this. Teachers like, hey, I could, I could teach a six word memoir lesson. My nephew's third grade uh, a teacher was the first one, as far as I know, to do it because he brought this, the book into classroom. And she's like, well, some of these things are a little adult because I didn't know it'd be in a classroom. Like, <laughs> You know, themes that are just life. She's like, so I had to skip some pages, but this could be really cool. And I'm like, huh? And, you know, organically grew from there. So I thought, let's do a book with this lens, this one of many lenses of the pandemic, because some of the six were memoir books do have backstories. I thought, good time to do backstories. And um, also, and I think maybe this is the most important part, there are more students in this book of uh, like 606 word memoirs than um, any other book I've done. There are probably, you know, 150 or 200 students in probably more in this book. But, um, and I, mostly I wanted this book to be a time capsule of one part of the pandemic at a time uh, that is unlike any time in all of our lives. And there is nothing that we all have in common besides that we breathe, we live for some amount of time. Hopefully we all tell stories but now, when else has the whole world gone through something like this together? Everyone was in it. You know, for me, the next years of my life will be devoted to six word memoirs and education. And that is not quite what I was planning. The name of our first book, not quite what I was planning when I started this 15 years ago and I could not be happier. That's where, that's where I'll be. How did you feel hearing Jared and then seeing him on stage? I feel happy because um, they're a good kids, they're a good student, they're a good, um, my son and my daughter is healthy every time, and, and they do the best they can do in the school and home, and they try to do the best for me, and I really love it, I really love it, I'm excited because they are great, they're great, and I like that, and I know they do the best in the school too and they learn very fast. <laughs> I'm happy with that. They're happy with that. And how did you feel hearing your big brother on stage? Nice. Why was it nice? I just feel nice to have him. 
you know, it's such a pleasure to talk to you. And Yeah, yeah, I'm, I am so grateful too. And I know you're working on the project when it comes to the teachers creating their own books. So is there a website where they can find it if they want to get started yeah, on that? Yeah, so it's, it's um, sixinschools.com or sixwordmemoirs.com. We have, we make it very, you know, there's some links to that, but sixinschools.com, a website I registered years ago. I wasn't sure why, and now I know because Six Words is in schools and these books will be made and, and uh, it's a super simple process. Um, and so far, so good, but we will see. And hopefully next time we talk, I'll be able to hold up and share some books yeah. from classrooms around the country. Yes, and on social media, it's at six word or at six words plural at six words on Twitter. Then, if you just put in six word memoirs, you'll find it on Facebook and and Instagram as well. Thank you, Larry, so much. I appreciate. It. Just hold up that shirt that says "Everyone." Everyone has, has a story. Yes. And the rest of it is, which it, which should be what's yours? Because I I know I want to hear everyone's story. Six words and more. Jeanette Anderson's six-word story, just imagine being a Black woman, not only with six words, but she had a chance to write a two-page backstory around the topic. Here she talks about her experience with the book. So my name is Jeanette. I attend Bard High School Early College, and I am 17 years old. And um, writing this was a learning experience for me. It was fun. Um, I can't wait to do this again because I got to learn more about myself and more about my community, and I can't wait to do more of that. Yeah, so thank you. Alpha and Wilbert were two of my other students featured in the book with their six-word memoirs. Alpha's six-word story was, every day physics became harder and harder. Wilbert's was, I thought about giving up, never mind. Here they explain what it was like to not only be in a book, but attending a book release party where they got a chance to talk about their six-word stories. My name is Wilbert Cummins and I'm 16 years old. I'm from Queens, but I go to school here in Brooklyn at City Polytechnic. And I enjoyed, like, it was fun making the quote. Like, it really wasn't really, like, I had to think about it because I was like, what's six words that I could really use? And I, I just, like, went with it. I just went with the flow. My name is Alpha Diallo. I'm 19 years old, and I go to City Poly, and I'm a senior now. And it was fun being at the thing because, um, I get to talk to a lot of people, and I like how they like my six-word sentences. So tell me how it was to create the six words. I know, Wilbert, you talked about it a little bit, but what did you think it was like to actually write about your experience in the pandemic in just six words? I found it hard. It took me a while to figure it out because it was like, what can I, how can I describe all of these months in just six words? It's like trying to, it's like trying to explain your whole life story but in like 10 words, like picture it like that. It was kind of easy to me because um, it was just six words and it was something I didn't like to do due to the pandemic. Like physics class was hard. And especially because it was online, right? You did it all through the computer, right? And did you like when we had the different guests that came online to talk about physics? Well, to, to be honest though, I never really paid attention in online oh. classes. But, I'm, but I was missing a lot of work, and Mr. Horvitz helped me. He helped me up the last assignment, and I did it, and I passed. That's great, and that's good for you. So now, Alpha, you're a senior. Wilbur, you have your grades up, and you're all published authors, and you were able to see the other people who were also in the book, 
and then meet the author, right, or the editor, I should say, Larry Smith, and then actually talk about your experience writing the six-word memoir. So for people who aren't there, how was it like to be a featured guest speaker at this event? Um, me, personally, I've never been to, like, a place like that because it was, like, I was looking around, like, oohing and on because it's, like, I'm from, the like, the hood, so I don't really know about stuff like that. So I was looking around, like, am I supposed to be here? I'm looking around at people, like, yo, all these people look, like, like rich and stuff like that. And it was just, like, interesting to be, like, associated with people like that. It was really fun, to be honest. I remember it was, like, even into the nighttime, I, I, I made a lot of friends, and I get to talk to a lot of people more. And the best thing is that we don't have to wear masks because since we're vaccinated. That was pretty nice. I remember, Wilbur, you just said how, you know, you felt like you didn't have to be there because everybody was rich. Well, to be fair, not everybody there was rich, but I hear the intimidation, right? Because it was a really nice space, but that's why everybody belonged there. And I'm glad you had a chance to experience it because now you know. If kids who want to do six-word memoirs, would you recommend for them to do six-word memoirs? Yes, because I don't know. It was just like a cool thing to do. Six-word memoirs are an incredible tool to use whenever you are trying to write. It works around any topic and for any person. It is a necessary means every educator should have in their classroom. This book came out two years ago, but is still out on bookshelves. So be sure to grab one and share with your students to use. As far as my students, Sire transferred to another school shortly after the interview. Wilbur and Jared will be seniors this year, and Alpha has graduated high school. I want to thank Larry Smith for the opportunity for my students and I to be a part of this book. Rachel Sklar for helping with the book launch party at Saxburg in New York. My lovely students, Sire Simon, Wilbert Cummings, Jared Aguilar Tercios, and Alpha Diallo for their contributions to the book. And last but not least, thanks to my cheerleader and supporter of the podcast, Nadella Nakobi. Music was provided by Scott Nice, Macchiato Funky, and Royalty Free Music. Be sure to subscribe and listen to this and other episodes on all the podcast platforms. And if you like the show, please be sure to leave a review. And you can follow Hall Pass Break on social media. If you want more of Larry Smith, check out episode five of this podcast series to hear my first interview with him. We will end this episode with two quotes. First, from my fellow coworker, friend, and New York City educator, Humara Zakaria, who is also in the book. Mustering a performance for muted avatars. And the next quote is from the founder of Six Word Memoirs, Larry Smith. My son's pandemic resilience revived me. Thanks for listening. <laughs>